Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Todd V Show. It has been a while. You are correct. Uh, for those of you who thought we were not going to do this anymore, you were dead wrong. We're absolutely doing it. And today what we're doing is online dating because it is probably the most prevalent form of dating today, which is in some ways sad, but in some ways awesome. Let's get into how to do it well. If it's going to be the main form of dating, you may as well be good at it. So let's look at that today. So let's start off with a question I got, which I think is a good introduction to the online dating material. And here it is. What are the three most common online dating mistakes and what are the easiest fixes? Easily is a relative term, right? So easily fixed, like there's there's easy as in it's not technically difficult and there's easy as in you can be lazy and do it. And some of these do require effort more so than skill and some require skill more than effort, I suppose. But um, biggest thing is photos. Right. Uh, as much as I would like to tell you, looks don't matter. They do matter. But that does not mean that being an average looking guy or even a below average looking guy, you cannot do well in online dating. I consider myself to be pretty average looking. I know people. There's a wide range of opinions on that. Some people rate me like a three out of ten. Some people tell me, "Oh, Todd, you're you're so hot and so beautiful, and I could never be like you." I, I get the whole range. Uh, so. Whatever you particularly rate me, I'm not a male supermodel. And I will say that a lot of, to, to whatever extent I do look good, it's because of style choices I've made and grooming choices I've made and clothing choices I've made, not because I was inherently so super attractive, right? Like as a 42 year old, I probably would be rated as more attractive than in a lot of ways I would have been rated as an 18 year old, right? Which is just crazy, but I probably dress better. My hair's better groomed, those kind of things. I found what works for me. So working on your look, but also beyond that, getting good photos taken, which is actually, you know, it is an investment. Actually, interestingly enough, this particular trip, I'm, I'm doing this this podcast from Miami, Florida, about to do a boot camp this weekend, going to coach a few guys and, you know, take them out and just, you know, get them, get their game ramped up as insanely as I possibly can over the weekend. But after that, next week, I am going to another place in Florida. I'm working with a photographer and I'm actually going to get online dating photos taken formally for basically the first time I've ever done it. I've been lucky enough over the years to, to work with photographers and to just have some good shots of me. And I've just used those shots in my online dating profiles and they've been good enough and I've done well, but I'm actually going to get professional photos taken specifically geared to online dating. I've, I've had professional photos for other reasons in the past that I've used, but I'm going to get that done and we'll, we'll let you guys know how that goes. And then also there's another service that someone mentioned to me, which is it's sort of like a, like a gig economy version of get a photographer for online dating where you can have someone come to you and do a shoot, a shoot with you. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do that as well. The really high-end, you know, top-of-the-line version while I'm down here, and then I'll do the accessible-to-everybody version. I'm pretty sure I'll get really good photos or, or photos that are more than usable and more than good enough from both sources. So coming full circle, biggest mistake, photos, not having good photos taken. And that comes down to the photos themselves, but it also does come down to your look, your style, your fashion, that kind of stuff. If you have shitty clothes in your photos, if you have a shitty hairstyle, if you are massively out of shape and you could do something to, to make that better, all those kind of things do make a difference, right? So getting your appearance as good as it can possibly be. And by the way, don't make this an excuse not to start. Let's say you are 20 pounds heavy or something like that, 50 pounds heavy even. Take the best photos you can lose the weight, and then take more photos once you're at your ideal weight. There's no reason to wait in order to do it because good photos can make a lot of things better. Good photos, good angles, good fashion choices, et cetera. Do the best you can with what you have. And then as you improve the other things, you can obviously get more photos taken. You also probably should get photos taken every four or five years, just so that they're at least somewhat current, right? You don't want to be a 40-year-old guy with pictures of you as a 20-year-old, but that might be a problem at some point down the road. So the first one is photos. 
And that's mainly effort. There is a little bit of skill, a little bit of figuring out your fashion. I actually did a video recently on fashion. I don't know how we post links on this thing, but we'll try and give you some kind of a link to there somehow to the video I did on how to get your fashion handled. So that's something you should do. And then you should get professional photos taken. So that's number one. Number two, most guys have no clue what they're trying to convey in their bios. They treat it like it's a job interview. They treat it like it's a resume comparison. They put a bunch of facts. People put like, these are my hobbies. Like that's the thing that's going to attract a girl to you. And they're hoping, oh, I have this thing in common with him. So, you know, whatever. But girls don't care what you have in common until they like you. If a girl likes you, she's searching to the ends of the earth for something in common so that you guys can get along. Until she likes you, when you start telling her all your commonalities, she's like, "Eh, don't care. Don't care. Yeah, well, I'd rather do it alone. Right. Her liking you matters more than her having that thing in common or her having like, comfort with you or a similarity with you or something like that right so we see guys listing their hobbies uh listing their star sign worse worse yet listing their religious and political affiliations really really bad because that's never going to get a girl to like you but it will make many girls dislike you very quickly so those kind of things in in bios are just a bad idea in general the types of things you want to focus on in a bio are the things that are going to be emotionally relevant to a girl and the things that are related to what the experience of dating you will be like right? That is what a girl needs to know. You're on an online dating site. You're not in a job search site. You're not in a compare similarity site. You're in an online dating arena. And attraction is first and foremost, everything else comes second, right? So I've seen, you know, these kind of things. I've seen guys put their Myers-Briggs in their profile, which is absolutely fine at the bottom of your profile as a footnote, but I've seen guys lead with it, which is just silly. So yeah, having the right type of information in your profile matters. The second thing that is profile related is conveying it in the right way. You want to write your prompts well, right? Good writing is better than bad writing. That's kind of obvious. Um, But what is there between good and bad writing? Typically, one of the biggest things in online dating is showing versus telling. So saying to a girl, I am adventurous and fun and funny and um, popular is doesn't really do much for her. And if anything, it sounds like you're bragging or trying to be that thing or trying to convince someone. Because usually in the real world, people who are those things aren't trying to tell you they're those things. You just know that about them. So it actually comes off as try hard. And if anything, sometimes does the opposite. But instead of saying that you are funny, have a little sarcasm or wit in your profile. Instead of saying you're adventurous, have a photo of you jumping off a cliff into some like lagoon in the in the Mediterranean, whatever, right? This one's cliche, so don't do it almost because it's cliche, but like a skydiving photo would say I'm adventurous in a way, although there are issues with that one because too many people have it and most of the time it's with some other dude strapped to your back. If you had a solo skydiving photo, maybe. If you want to convey that you're a badass, Don't say I'm a badass, have a picture of you on a motorcycle or doing mixed martial arts or something like that. So the idea here is show, don't tell. And even beyond putting it in your pictures and showing it that way, you can show verbally instead of tell it, right? So instead of saying I'm adventurous, you can say I once did this thing. I once, maybe you you tell a bit of an anecdote about I I once did this thing, but this happened. So it's a funny anecdote, but then obliquely you can see that you have these positive qualities about you. So instead of stating who you are and stating what you're about, try and demonstrate it through pictures, through examples, and also as a side to all this, specifics. Specifics are good writing. For example, if you were to say, I have to spend the holiday with my annoying family, that says that says a message. It, it tells part of a story. But on the other hand, be like, I, I get to have the uh, unique pleasure of um, he, listening to my aunt discuss her physical maladies and thimble collection all weekend, right? That's a little bit more um, specific. It's a little more colorful, right? Specifics are better than generalities. Um, and that's another piece of writing your profile.
Final thing, and this actually comes down to probably the third of like the three pillars of getting matches from online dating, which is your messaging. Your messaging should be engaging. Your messaging should provoke a response. Your messaging should hopefully be what I call instigating. It provokes an emotion and it should be relevant. It should be about the girl. So messages like, hi, how was your weekend? Or maybe the girl has something about food in her profile. You'd be like, what is, what's your favorite food? Those are not really very good first messages. A better first message would be something that's maybe insightful about her. Hey, well, there's a, there's some canned ones. There's a very old canned one. Hey, you're adorable. Fingers crossed you're not crazy. That's kind of overused, but it is a very good format because it's about her. It's also a little bit of a push-pull. It's a little bit instigating, that kind of stuff. There's another one I've used recently, which is more along the lines of, oh, cool. That we, this is more for after a match, but hey, cool that we matched. This is the part where we get married and divorced way too fast or various iterations on that. So that can be interesting. And again, it's relevant. It's about you and her, those kind of things. Sometimes uh, what we call a mini cold read about the girl can be good. You seem like the girl who does this, but also does this. And one of them could be positive. One of them could be negative. One of them could be formal. One of them could be silly. Something like that. So you have this juxtaposition. The idea here is that even if the girl doesn't care very much about you, she cares about herself and she cares about how she's being perceived. And so if you are relevant to that, she's going to want to hear more, which means she's going to engage in conversation with you, giving you that opportunity to be cool, to convey your personality, to get to know the girl, which is really the end goal of all of this. And messaging after you get a match is important. But a lot of times with the way that online dating is set up, there are opportunities to send a super like or send a rose or depending what site you're on. And that can actually tremendously improve the number of matches you can get. For example, I can, you know, I can get memberships and super boost and swipe and all this kind of stuff, but I'll get probably at least a third of my matches from going to the preferred members on Hinge and sending roses along with an interesting message that gets their attention. If I were to send the rose without the interesting message, it might do okay because my profile is decent. Proportionately, like when I write bad messages, like I'm just not writing good messages that day or I haven't come up with anything good. Or um, if I don't write any message, I'm not going to get a lot of matches. If I write good messages that are compelling, those are very likely to actually match with me and, and write back and continue. So that that first message is is really a cheat code, not just to getting from match to date, but actually for getting matches the way things are set up. And it actually used to be even more that way. It used to be that you could send messages without even matching, just randomly on sites. They, they've gotten rid of that because I think it annoyed the female members. So they were getting too many messages. But on sites that still allow that, even more so, having a good first message to get them to look at your profile is absolutely huge. So those are the, the three biggest things and they come down to the three key elements in getting a match, right? Your photos, your profile, your first message. And obviously the, the first message also propels you forward through the interaction to getting a number, getting a date, that kind of stuff. When you're focusing on online dating, you should really focus on top of funnel first. Focus on getting as many girls seeing your profile, as many girls matching with you, as many girls sending you a message first. And the down funnel stuff, you can't say it'll just take care of itself because if your text messaging is really, really bad, it won't. But if the top of funnel is full enough, something will trickle down to the bottom of the funnel and you'll get some kind of dates and then you can work from there. So it's usually best to focus on top of funnel first. You also get more sample size and more practice from top of funnel. And that way you get more opportunity to work on your messaging, to work on the later things. If you have no girls coming in as matches, it's very hard to even improve your messaging because who the heck are you going to message? By the way, a little bit of a special announcement. If you've made it this far into the podcast, you clearly are interested in online dating and you're interested in doing it right, which means you probably should check out my course, Online Dating Academy. It is probably the most comprehensive course you're ever going to get on online dating. It's hours and hours of content. 
it show you my own profile, my own messaging, that kind of stuff. I go through examples of other people's profiles and messaging and break them down. And I actually have 10 dates all the way from the first message through the messaging, through the date, all recorded and broken down top to bottom for you within the program. So it's a pretty epic program. And when I did the program originally, it was done as a live course. It was done as an eight-week course where you could actually jump on calls with me and show me your profile, show me your text, and I would break them down live. And I'm actually reopening the course. And this is the first time since the launch of the program that I'm doing it. So we're doing the course again, where we're going to update with, like I said, I'm getting new photos taken. I may do some revamp of my profile, those kind of things. But it's And, and we're also going to update for the new features of the sites and, and that kind of stuff. It's a pretty insane time to be getting on board, to be able to not only get this epic course, which is just an insane value anyway, but also to be able to participate live with me on the class. And that's coming soon within the next few weeks as you watch this. So anytime you listen to this, if you listen to this a year from now, Online Dating Academy will still be an amazing thing you should check out. But especially if you're a hardcore fan and you're seeing this right when it comes out, you should absolutely check it out right now because number one, you're going to get to actually attend the course live. And number two, there's going to be a pretty insane discount on it. So check it out. It's uh, on uh, Todd ODA, ODA for online dating academy.com. So Todd ODA.com for that course, which you absolutely should check out if you're into online dating. Next question for today. What is your general strategy once you actually get a match to get her from the app, off the app and onto a date? What do you do repeatedly to get success? So the first thing you need to understand with regards to this question is where did you meet the girl? You met her on an online dating app. So what does that mean? It means she's single. She's looking to go on dates and she likes you at least a little bit. So you don't want to mess around. You don't want to have chit chat for days and weeks to nowhere. Because if you do that, number one, she's likely to just get bored with you flat out. But also some other guy who's not wasting her time is going to take her on a date, is going to maybe sleep with her. And if she's just been on top of some other guy, she's not about to be on top of messaging you back. Okay. It doesn't work like that. The guy who she's met in person is going to have priority, even if your messaging was better than his. And by the way, if you're wasting time and, and bullshitting, your messaging isn't better than his anyway. Okay. So you want to get to the point. The point of online dating messaging is to get off of online dating messaging and onto a date. So with that said, as soon as you're getting strong, positive indicators, you want to start transitioning and moving things forward. Now, my particular sequence that I like is to go from the app to having a vague general idea of plans, like a general agreement, we should grab a drink sometime, we should do something sometime, cool, my number is this, what's yours, exchange phone numbers, get off the app. Now, very critically, when you transition off of the app, it's like a new conversation. And so you do need to kind of rebuild a little bit of momentum. A lot of guys just assume they can go straight for plans off the app. And it's it's weirdly not that way. You need to rebuild the momentum, either have a couple bantery messages back and forth, or ideally, like if there was a particular type of banter or thing you were flirting with on the app, maybe continue it off the app, right? So if you joked about being her future ex-husband, be like, hey, it's your future ex-husband, um, da, 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 something like that. Just give some kind of reference to what you were talking about before that continues that momentum. And you want to have a little bit of answer off the app as well. And then you want to get her on a date. I personally really like doing a phone call before a date. And I know this is a little contentious um, because a lot of girls don't do phone calls or don't like doing phone calls. And if they are strongly resistant, I won't push it. All right, if a girl's pushing it, I like, it, like I don't do phone calls or seems to be like, let's just meet up. Fine, I'll just meet up with her. The reason I like to do the phone call is twofold. Number one, if you're doing online dating right, you're getting a lot of matches, not a few, and you want to be somewhat selective about who you actually go on dates with. You'd rather find out you don't like a girl or don't enjoy time with her on a 10-minute phone call rather than schedule a date 
for which you've canceled on other girls or, or precluded having a date with other girls that night. And also where it's going to take half an hour, an hour, two hours of your time with this girl that you find that out. So I'd rather find out faster. Also, I get a really good sense of if a girl is actually hot on a phone call, which sounds weird, but hot girls talk and act a certain way and not hot girls act a different way. And I can get a pretty good sense on a phone call. And if you're actually really curious, like if she has a lot of photos at unusual angles or where she has no body shots or something like that, I might even ask to do a FaceTime call or something like that. I don't often press for that. I usually sort of trust the 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 body. I, what, what I usually do is I, I trust the pictures, but give about a point and a half curve. So if she looks like a 10, I assume she's eight, an eight and a half. If she looks like an eight and a half, she's probably a seven. So I do give a curve there. But if her pictures are particularly suspicious, I may do a video call instead of a voice call. And again, I trust, maybe I shouldn't so much, but I do trust my ability to suss out if she's a hot girl based on the conversation and not just having to see her physical appearance. So I don't necessarily always push for that, but if she's willing to do it, that's always fine as well. But I like to do that, number one, because it lets me know what I'm getting on the date. But also, if you have a good phone call before the date, you get girls showing up on the dates having already decided to sleep with you, which is amazing, right? You get girls way, way, way more bought in, way more excited for the date. And so oftentimes you may sleep with them on the first date instead of having to go to multiple dates because you did that phone call, right? The girl shows up for the date instead of being like, oh God, I'm nervous about this stranger. I'm going to have my my sister call me half an hour in and I'm gonna make sure I have these other things and all this, whatever. And I'm absolutely not kissing them on the first date, as opposed to she shows up on the first date and she's like, you know, I shaved, you know, I, I shaved everywhere and made it smell good ahead of time. So it does make a difference. And I really do think that's important if you can make it happen again. If you're like, hey, let's let's uh, let's chat. I'd like to put a, um, a face to a, a voice to a face. And then she's like, hey, I'm really busy with work. Can we just meet up after work? I'll be like, sure, fine. Right. I'm not going to like turn down the date for the phone call is assuming that she seems pretty attractive and, and overall it's good. I'll take my chances, but um, it is a nice thing to have for, for a variety of reasons. Okay. So all of those are, are things I strongly, strongly encourage. And, and I think though that step-by-step matters. Now, of course, it's not always that way. If you message a girl, especially on more of a hookup app, like say Tinder, and you're messaging back and forth, you know, fast and furious. And she's like, what are you doing tonight? By all means, just make the plan right there on the app. Most of the time, the most efficient way to do online dating is to have an active funnel of a lot of girls that are interested in you and to be messaging a couple times a day so that it doesn't invade your whole life, right? You're having your life, you're going about your your work, you're going about your working out, you're seeing your other existing friends. And then maybe twice a day, you have a dedicated period to message girls online. And then once you've got them on the phone, now they're now, first of all, they're warmer leads, they're closer to a date, and then they can text you more regularly. And that way, if you have a date set up with that girl, she can still reach out to you. But oftentimes, because I'm only texting once or twice a day, it will take me a few days to get a girl out on a date. And and honestly, that's just fine, because it's not taking up too much of my time. And there is a little bit of investment and buy in along those lines. And then you're setting a date. Uh, and, and getting her out and then then the date can go well. But again, if she's really, really, A, really hot and B, really trying to get you out on a date sooner, don't be intentionally slowing down the process, right? If she wants to text fast and furious and is showing a lot of interest, you know, shortcut the process and, and don't be dumb. Don't over technique your way out of a good thing, right? Uh, so I'm telling you the general, most common best practice, but you need to adapt. You need to like pay attention to the girl in front of you. That's that's also very, very important. For example, let's say a girl has in her profile that she's you know in town for the weekend and leaving town XYZ. Messaging her once a day is a bad idea, right? You're going to end up with her into you once she's no longer in town. So be smart about it. But the general structure is that. And, and there's a reason for every step in that structure. I do want to move 
through that process as fast as possible. I do want to move through the process. In terms of when it's a good time to take her from app to phone, once you've established good banter, and then you've gotten what I call a win in the banter, right? And so you, you've bantered and then she's accepted your frame. You've bantered and then she's participating in the frame. You've bantered and then she's qualifying herself to you, meaning actively trying to go out of her way to impress you or show you she's cool or show you that you should like her. Once you've gotten a win in the banter, that's when it makes sense to try and move things forward to plans. That's typically what it says. Open, establish banter, get a win, and then move things forward. That's my general structure within the messaging itself. And then obviously, once you have the plans established enough to reestablish the banter, make sure the vibe's good. Off the off the texting and then make the plans. And sometimes if the plans are, are already very established in text, you can go straight to plans. Uh, or sorry, if they're already very established on the app, you can go straight to plans in text. But again, that's a judgment call. Have the plan in mind to follow that step-by-step process. But if at any point you're getting a good indication, you can shortcut that and go faster, by all means do. If you're getting a lot of resistance or, or pushback to moving things forward, you can be a little more patient as well. That's a general plan, but please think for yourself. Don't mindlessly follow any plan. So hopefully you enjoyed those answers and learned a lot. That is very much the basics, but you have to start with the basics, right? If you don't have the basics, you don't have the fundamentals down, nothing else really matters. Obviously, if you want to go beyond the basics, I have a lot of videos on my channel. And if you really want to go deep, Online Dating Academy is your place for what it is, for what you get in it. It's very inexpensive and it has it's super comprehensive. Everything you would ever need to know to truly crush it and be in the top 1% of guys in online dating is in that course. So I do suggest checking that out. It's at toddoda.com. And like I said, if you're getting this right when we're dropping this podcast, there are some special offers and also you have the opportunity to attend the live class. Even if you didn't have that, it's an incredible product and you should get it, period, anyway. But like during the live segment or during the during the segment where you can participate live and, and actually ask me your questions, have me review your profiles, review your photos. You want to do that. Uh, so check it out, toddoda.com. Also, check back on this podcast. I promise we're not going to wait so long before we drop the next one. We're going to try and get this out to you more regularly. And if you guys want to contact us with types of topics you'd like on the podcast, what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to see us cover. I'm open to lots of things, obviously game related, but also it is the Todd V show, not the Todd V dating show. So I'm open to life related topics as well. Let me know what you want to see. And uh, hopefully we will be seeing you back here and you'll be hearing from me again soon.